Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Who are you? Where are you? And how are you? What are you doing? What are you doing? Welcome to News on Acid, episode 56. Evan, wow. It's been a big week. It's been a big week, and we haven't been producing as many episodes as we could. I had what may have been the woo flu. Who knows? For sure. You had to go to Arizona for yeah, some reason. We had a unexpected extended trip down in the Southwest, so... We apologize for all of our regularly scheduled listeners, mm. but we're back with that sweet, sweet acid news. Uh, so to start with, I think we should just jump into the fact that you caught a little moment of history before, history, before coming over here that happened live Yeah, on national was, broadcast television. I was finishing up my day at work and I was just streaming MSNBC in the background and uh, got to see Chris Matthews quit live on air, which I was not expecting at all, but kind of welcomed. I'm not a big Chris Matthews fan at all. I think he's a terrible interviewer. Not a lot of love loss here, uh, but you know, from one reputable news source to another, uh, good, happy trails. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good luck catching up to us, Chris. Yeah. Um, but let's jump into it. I've got his thing pulled up right here. Let me start with my headline tonight. I'm retiring. This is the last hardball on MSNBC. And obviously, this isn't for lack of interest in politics. As you can tell, I've loved every minute of my 20 years as host of Hardball. Every morning I read the papers and I'm gung-ho to get to work. Not many people have had this privilege. I love working with my producers and the discussions we have over how to report the news. And I love having this connection with you, the good people who watch. I've learned who you are, bumping into you on the sidewalk or at waiting at an airport and saying hello. You're like me. I hear it from your kids and grandchildren who say my dad loves you or my grandmother loves you or my husband watched it till the end. Well, after a conversation with MSNBC, I decided tonight will be my last hardball. So let me tell you why. The younger generations out there are ready to take the reins. We see them in politics, in the media, in fighting for their causes. They are improving the workplace. We're talking here about better standards than we grew up with, fair standards. A lot of it has to do with how we talk to each other. Compliments on a woman's appearance that some men, including me, might have once incorrectly thought were okay. We're never okay. Not then and certainly not today. And for making such comments in the past, I'm sorry. I'm very proud of the work I've done here. Long before I went on television, I worked for years in politics, was a newspaper columnist, an author, I'm working on another book. I'll continue to write and talk about politics and cheer on my producers and crew here in Washington and New York and my MSNBC colleagues. They will continue to produce great journalism in the years ahead. And for those of you who have gotten into the habit of watching Hardball every night, I hope you're going to miss me because I'm going to miss you. But remembering Humphrey Bogart and Casablanca, mm. we'll always have Hardball. So let's not say goodbye, but till we meet again. Love a good Humphrey Bogard. And then he took his ball and went home. <clears throat> yeah. So, all right. First of all, was there one part of that that was different than the rest? 
I mean, this like whole, uh, I maybe did some stuff to some women or whatever. Yeah. But, like what? Like, wait a second. <laughs> like halfway through there, it just like goes into like, uh, I'm going to preemptively apologize for like this lawsuit that's probably going to hit the front pages <laughs> yeah. tomorrow. I may have accidentally Matt Lowered myself. Yes. <laughs> so then like we were talking before we went on air. Let's hit the conspiracy alley button here. Let's get into it. We're going to be going down this motherfucker all night visiting the lean-to in Conspiracy Alley. So that made your ears perk up where it's just like, wait a second, where did we all of a sudden divulge into this? Uh, you have to think that there's going to be, if it if it comes public, there's got to be something going on because then we talked about how yeah. just a little so, while ago he like compared Bernie Sanders' uh, supporters or rally or whatever. Compared the, it to like the first days of World War II with like, Hitler. Yeah, like compared... <laughs> <laughs> them to Nazis. Um, so, like, you you can just, like, set the scene for, like, the top floor of the MSNBC building where they're like, come on in, Chris. Come on in. All right, listen. We're going to have a lawsuit coming. Uh, you know, someone's filed a lawsuit against you for sexual harassment. It was 10 years ago, but here's the problem. We've got this whole fucking Nazi thing with the Bernie Sanders people going on, and yeah. now this. If it was just one, Chris, I think we could, you know, make it work. But this one-two punch, you're down for the count, Chris. We're going to have to have you retire. Because he just fucking left after that. Like, he, he didn't stay. Yeah. He didn't- There's a lot of things to talk about that. So the weird part about that is they, like, cut to commercial break, if I'm remembering correctly. Then it came back, and then Steve Kornacki, who does, if you guys know, he's, like, the, the election board guy who knows every freaking precinct yeah he's like fucking uh he came back and then he was like you know he gave kind of like a he looked really shooken up and then he kind of sounded like he was gonna sob a little yeah and he was like uh you know we really like uh chris matthews thank you for everything he's done he's, here he's a legend he's yeah. an icon and then he's like uh obviously we uh gotta fill up the rest of the hour <laughs> it was like did anyone tell steve he's gonna be on air yeah like didn't seem like anyone told steve it seemed like you know, it seemed like Chris was reading that off of a, a prompter. So, like, yeah, he was. For people, sure. people knew, but well, yeah. I don't think people knew he was just gonna like get up and leave. <laughs> no, like he, this is the last hardball. So here's the last. I'm gonna do the last hardball now. Just kidding. I'm gonna get up and leave. And like, good luck filling this hour. Fuck yeah. So I mean, so apparently this came out. I didn't see it, but I'm reading this that uh, over the weekend, sometime three days ago. So maybe on Friday. GQ ran a column from a freelance journalist about her, quote, own sexist run-in with Matthews in a makeup room before appearing on his show. So that happened before this? Yeah. So that's 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 part of it. So, so there's, there's right, some other right. stuff going on in the background. Um, Dude, one-two punch, man. You can't call, uh, you know, like a Jewish frontrunner for the president <laughs> nomination followers Nazis no, yeah. and then like try to grab women in a dressing room. It's not happening. Yeah, I mean, his exact quote is so weird. Compliments on women's appearance that some men, including me, might have incorrectly... That's such a weird sentence. Compliments on a woman's appearance that some men, including me, might have incorrectly thought were okay were never okay. Not then and certainly not today. And for making such comments in the past, I'm sorry. That is such a couched, weird 
sentence, but that was written that he read off the teleprompter that he presumably gave to the yeah you know, he wrote and sure he looked it over more than once before putting <laughs> it in there. His lawyers did too. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's a roundabout way of just being like, I'm gonna be forced to say I'm sorry. So here, yeah. But anyway, enough about that idiot. Um, I've never sorry. I've never liked Chris Matthews. I think he's a terrible interviewer. Yeah, he's uh, constantly he's, interrupting. I people. don't care that he's not on the yeah, and he's being replaced anymore. by. Uh, Katie Tour for the seven o'clock hour, who I really like. So. Wow, things are turning up, Evan. Yeah, <laughs> um, but this race has been insane. I mean, we got we're just gonna bounce around. I think between coronavirus and Super Tuesday because that's how today is, really. Honestly, yeah. The one week we took off, it just like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. every time I opened my phone was just like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. So I mean, it started off with. Everyone's yeah. dropping like flies, either in the Democratic primary or in real life. Yeah. So, you know, Buttigieg, who was in third with both popular vote and in delegates, dropped uh, yesterday and then endorsed Biden today. All right, a- Pete. A- Amy-, Amy Klobuchar did the same. She's at a rally right now, stumping for Biden in Texas and Dallas. Mm-hmm. Um and this completely changed the trajectory because previously, like, it started off with Biden. We also had Tom Steyer drop out. Yeah. <laughs> who he got third in his own home state, but was not viable. He was under the 15th. We're going to have threshold. to show you what he's going to be re- remembered for. Oh, yeah. I got to pull that up. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Um, but I believe. I can't remember, but I think Tom is going to endorse or did endorse Biden as well, if I'm not mistaken. Really? That kind of surprises me. Um. He seemed like he was trying to go more in the progressive lane. They're like he kept, far left. He lane. kept complimenting Bernie and then also like trying to tear him down. Like in the last debate, he said Bernie has the right diagnosis, but the wrong uh, like way to fix it or something along those lines. Something dumb. <laughs> of, of the billionaires, he's the best, probably. <laughs> of the two, yeah. Bloomberg's still in, but. So, I mean, still there. Just to go with what I was saying earlier, it started off with like, you know, name recognition with Biden, right? And he was at the very top. He's like nationally at 40% for a long time in a lot of states. And then as he got into the debates, the early states were people who were actually paying attention. So, like in Iowa, New Hampshire, um, he got in fourth in those races. And it's because his debate, I think personally, his debate performance is terrible. He's spitting out word salads. I mean, we had, let me pull this up. This was from today, earlier today at a rally. This is the kind of shit Joe Biden says. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by go, you know, the, you know, the thing. Look how disappointed the black people in the background look. Look how disappointed I look. <laughs> God damn, dude. You know that thing martin luther somebody it makes me feel gross it's yeah. like very cringy you know it's not even funny it's just like ugh. but uh so that consolidation though completely destroyed bernie sanders chances of becoming the nominee according to 538 which basically has biden and sanders you know eventually tied for delegates at about 1550 when everything's all said and done, you need 1991 to win. This always seems to happen with 
Yeah, it'd be nice to change something. About I mean, it's this. basically down to a two-way race, and no one can win again. They're, Yay! They're, they're saying there's a two-thirds chance now that no one gets hits the threshold, and we go to a contested convention, which then polarizes half the fucking party to the point where like they don't even want to vote anymore. It's like That's, it, has it really been that bad? I guess we'll just let Donald Trump be president for another four years, and it's just unbelievable. Yeah. So what happens in that case as so this is reading from Politico. I'll just read it out. So superdelegates, otherwise known as automatic delegates, cannot vote on the first ballot, um, which, you know, the first ballot is everyone voting in general on their um, respective states. Uh, but then on the second, if they don't hit the 90, 1991 threshold, uh, then they can vote. And so who are the superdelegates? It's mostly establishment Democrats. So it's Every member of Congress is a superdelegate, including Sanders himself, uh, Democratic governors, mayors, the mayor of Washington, D.C., and they're uh, very likely to go with the more establishment candidate, in my point of view, which would be Joe Biden. Yep. Last time, if you guys remember, we looked it up. Um, we did this last time where... We went in, and Hillary was up by the national vote by about three or four million. She was up by, like, I forget how many states. I think she won, like, 33 states or something. Um, Yeah. And then Bernie at that time was saying it should not be based off of whoever has a plurality, not a majority, but a plurality of delegates. And now that Bernie's ahead, he's saying the opposite. Now he's saying... Oh, actually, I think we do want to go off of whoever has the plurality, but it's going to come down to, again, the superdelegates. One thing Sanders did as part of a major reform last time, because the superdelegate thing is kind of f- fucked, it really is, um, is they created a unity commission, which was a collection of Bernie Sanders and Hillary Clinton supporters came together to redo the Democratic, the DNC rules after the 2016 election reducing some of the superdelegates' roles in that process. I don't exactly know the specifics, but these uh, random people are going to decide the election again. Yeah. Which is kind of annoying. Seemingly headed towards the same direction we saw it head last time. Yeah. Which is not going to be great for voter turnout, probably. Uh, it it also makes the whole thing like super boring too because like this has all been really exciting up until this point it's been pretty cutthroat and pretty crazy i'm excited to have less people in the debates but it I hasn't mean, been my favorite <laughs> no i mean because it's everything's going to shit and we're gonna die but but it's uh yeah i don't know hit that conspiracy alley button one more time <laughs> <laughs> i mean there's probably not much conspiracy to this it's just politics but you know it's before Super Tuesday, so we we know people who voted early. You know, here in Colorado, we're a yeah, Super Tuesday mail-in mail-in ballot. We know people that voted early and voted for people that have now dropped out. You yeah. know, we I know people that are still going to go to the polls on Tuesday and vote for somebody that isn't even in the race anymore because yeah. that's just how they're going to do it. Which you know, teach their own. I don't really care. I'm not going to. Yeah, I don't care. You know, do whatever you want, but like. To to drop out right before Super Tuesday puts puts me in the lean to in conspiracy. Yeah? <laughs> that like there's backroom talks going on where it's just like, look, I won South Carolina. I want it big. If you just like drop out now before this, you know, big Super Tuesday vote happens, 
you can be, you know, my VP. You can have a cabinet position, blah, 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 blah. You know, let's let's not split the vote. I don't even know if or, you need a conspiracy for that. I know that's what I'm saying. It's <laughs> it's more just politics. That's like yeah, that's but like you know, business as usual. A lot of the mainstream, quote unquote, moderate candidates on the Democratic side are watching Bernie Sanders win a bunch of these states, and are just like, all right, fuck this. We can't keep splitting the vote. So like, everybody needs to drop out and get behind Joe Biden. Why Joe Biden was the choice, I guess, is just because of South Carolina. Um, just the way the delegate map is. Yeah. And you know, all these polls of, of who's the most no, popular I mean, I because think... like neither one of us had a big problem with, with Pete Buttigieg. He's a great speaker and everything. It's just, I was very surprised when I saw that he dropped out and he dropped out before Klobuchar and, you know, it's just like, really? You know, Mary think... Pete dropped out before Super yeah, Tuesday? Which I think was really honestly... Some big money motherfuckers telling people what to do, dude. <laughs> well, I think I think it was impressive <laughs> because, like, one, like, he was in third, like I said, both with delegates and in popular vote at that point. But he knew his path was not likely. Like, it's, like, just from a yeah. statistical point of view, like, his path was not likely. Um, I'm sure that's what everybody was telling him, too. Or just like, yeah, and so... Him dropping out before Super Tuesday, I think, cemented Amy dropping out before Super Tuesday. They both endorsed Biden, and now Biden's polls are through the roof. So, yeah, like, he's closed the gap. If big Pete time. really does care about, like, if if he believes in what he says, which is like he doesn't, he thinks Bernie Sanders is a liability against Trump, and I'd like to talk about that somewhat. Um, then. He's good on his word, which I appreciate. I also think the longer you stay in the race when you're not going to win, the more people dislike you. Like, just end on a high note. Like, if you're not going to win, just get out. Like, especially someone who's trying to, who's like up and coming and trying to secure their political future. Yeah. Do not be that person who's dragging around till June. Just get out and, you know, help whoever the Democrat nominee is, Bernie, Biden, whoever. Yeah. And right now, like we said off the top, we got Sanders, Biden. Bloomberg, Elizabeth Warren, and Tulsi, Tulsi Gabbard. Gabbard. <laughs> fucking get hit by a truck as far as I'm concerned. And, I mean, in that regard, Bloomberg and Warren, Gabbard could have packed it in a long time ago. But yeah. Bloomberg and Warren could probably just fold them now and just let these other yeah. two Bloomberg, figure this out. So Bloomberg spent $600 million of Dude. his own money. He's not. He wasn't. He hasn't even been on any ballots. His first ballots are Super Tuesday, so he's not going to drop out till after Super Tuesday. But he absolutely has no path either. Like he's he went on one debate and got like roundhouse kicked in the fucking teeth. Yeah, he could have like <laughs> to, quote, to quote you, he could have just like ended homelessness in fucking California <laughs> yeah. instead of run for president <laughs> or like cured a fucking the coronavirus already. You yeah, know, like. Come on, dude. Yeah. Really? Are you really gonna keep spending money on this yeah. shit? By the Fucking way, no matter where no matter where you are, go ahead and just like wash your hands. Yeah, with. if you guys if everyone could wash your hands and not touch your face. Yeah. And avoid uh crowded places. Yeah, don't touch your face. But uh Elizabeth Warren for that matter. She's done. She has no path. She has even less of a path than Bloomberg. Yeah, she's done too, and uh she should know that and just like fold now she's about to lose in her own home state tomorrow tuesday yeah like why would you want to do that it's embarrassing amy didn't do that she just fucking gave up like 
she'll probably get a bunch of votes anyways. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, give like, up like a champ. Um, give up like the rest of so, us. So I mean the the thing <laughs> <laughs> the thing is it's just going to come down to Sanders and Biden, which is kind of a rehash of Sanders Clinton. And knowing it's going to be Part two. <laughs> knowing it's going to be contested makes this whole thing super boring until June. It's so annoying. It's we have so long to just like wait. So for the, this to I just guess keep getting more and more divisive and divided and polarized and yeah. yeah, it's just like this process sucks. Like this needs to be changed. And now we're gonna have to. I, the only thing that could spice it up which I hope they add some spice to this mix is Tulsi Gabbard's fucking late, <laughs> late run. Yeah. Um, just starts crushing third. It. Yeah. Tulsi part, Tulsi, Tulsi party, <laughs> Tulsi party of one. <laughs> uh, no, announce some VP picks. I think that would, that would spice some things up. We were trying to theorize who Biden would pick. Yeah. And I think it's, I think as sad as it is, I think you do have to go after the polls. Like, Whatever the polls say. So it's like, you know, we were talked about Stacey Abrams has been kind of out in the open, like, oh, I'll be someone's VP. And he's, she seems like a likely pick. I like Stacey Abrams a lot. Yeah. She's doing um, really good work, too. I think so. she's a good middle ground person. She's not like super far left. She's like very reasonable. She's incredibly wants smart. She's able to fucking vote, dude. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I honestly think that, and this sounds terrible to say, that. Going up against Trump, Trump's winning the white male vote. I think you got to put another white male in there as like, terrible as that sounds to How say out you. loud. How dare you? But I think that's more important. I think that I think beating Trump is more important than uh, giving Stacey Abram a chance, even though I'd love to see her as... But isn't... Both of the, both of the presidential hopefuls are white males, so why do you need two? I'm just saying whatever the I don't I don't know that you do I don't know that you do I'm saying whatever the polls say like test it out poll people whatever like whatever's gonna beat Trump I like some of these other people too I mean it would be weird to me to see like a uh Biden Buttigieg ticket the BB ticket because like we got Gaff Master like yeah Gaff Master three thousand out there and then like the most well spoken person in the whole fucking democratic primary together on the, you know, it's just like, well, oh and God. so Biden Wait, did, what? Biden did say today that he will, it's like a 40 year difference between <laughs> if, if, a, if he got the nomination, he would put Pete Buttigieg in his administration. He said yeah. that today. Um, and he keeps tweeting about him like all day today, which makes you think like, Oh, is he going for the VP slot? Why does he keep doing? I mean, he, he's probably pandering to Pete voters, but he's pandering to Pete voters, but you know, Pete was the first one to just back off, which, again, to my point, is like, I'll give you fucking VP if you just drop this shit right now. It could happen. You know? And then he spit on his hand, and everyone got coronavirus yeah. when they shook hands. Everyone in the room. Should we, <laughs> should we switch to coronavirus real quick and then circle on back around? Yeah, we can talk coronavirus. <laughs> we got a little bit of time here. I don't know. We're not going to try to be experts. It, it changes every single day, but we're up to... There is no expert on coronavirus, <laughs> not even the CDC. Nobody knows what the fuck's happening. Uh, we're up to six deaths now in the U.S. And I wanted to ask you, last time we talked to Joe, uh, you said, you know, it was maybe only like two weeks ago or so, you said, how worried about the coronavirus? And you said, you heard from the CDC that... Um, there is you know, no state of emergency. Yeah, and now the CDC, in between that time, there was only five cases in mm -hmm. the U.S. Now there's 100, 
and there's it's keep exploding every single day. We're gonna see a lot more. Yeah. Uh, CDC now is on high alert and says it may turn into an official pandemic. Yeah. Are you worried anymore? No. <laughs> Why not? Um, I, I, I'm not the like demographic of person that's gonna die from this virus. So that Don't is number that is number one. Everyone wash your hands. Number two, there's yeah, like a ninety eight percent. You know people who are old. We all know people who are old. And I've talked to them about it, and they're not worried either. (laughs) (laughs) They're going to die. They're probably rubbing their face right now. They might be. Um, But, yeah, I mean, I'm not that worried about it. I feel like uh, it's not something like – it's not something that you can just be like, forget about that and, like, let me touch my face and, like, cough all over everybody because, Mm -hmm. like, you don't want to be, like, a vehicle for a pandemic. So, like, you have to be conscious about what's happening. But as far as worried about it, no, because I feel that it's still sensationalized a bit. And, like, everyone kind of wants the sense of fear about it. I mean, like, from from a media standpoint, that's what's, like, getting, yeah. them, getting them the fucking t- ad revenue. So, like, if we just take out the, like, red flashing lights and shit that, like, come on when we talk about coronavirus. The on problem the is. And just, like, think consciously about what you're doing to, like enable this new virus to spread around the globe the united states like it's on both coasts people have died um it's something to like consider and take serious as like a a thing that's out there but as far as being like worried about it i don't feel worried yeah i'm more worried about the economy um i mean like you gotta dig a hole and put gold in it (laughs) i did that (laughs) um we should go treasure hunting. I mean, like, <laughs> so China's cases have been dropping rapidly, but they've gone to extreme measures of quarantine to the point of... It'd be nice if they, like, preemptively did that before this happened. You know, that's, like, that's my main beef with all this, like, shit. Yeah, it'd be nice if they weren't, like, illegally smuggling pangolins in. Yeah, dude. <laughs> it's one of Evan's favorite animals. Fucked up. Yeah. Um, no, I'm, wor- I'm worried about, like, you're starting They're to eating see... eating them. You're starting to see... <laughs> I know. Starting to see places in Europe just like shut down, like large. Milan is bad. Italy is yeah. bad. Yeah, um, they're shutting down. Like, like, think of how much face touching there is in Italy. There's got to yeah. be a lot kissing. Yeah, face kissing. A lot of face kissing. Yeah, I'm more worried about the economy because this is going to keep spreading and it's going to keep getting worse. I don't think the actual health effects are going to be so bad. One, I do think though it's going to be fucked in the U.S. because we don't have universal health care for one. And so it's like it's a really bad one. The second one is like you got to pay for the test. Like the test should be free if you're gonna make people pay. Like I don't know what it actually is. Apparently, like the test is free, but like the other parts of it are thousands of dollars. It's kind of confusing when you try to read about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's just a no win situation. Like like I was saying, like I have insurance and I I don't even have a primary care physician because when I went to I called like twenty of them. And they're all like, yeah, it's like a six to eight weeks. And I don't even need to go. I was just like calling one to get one. And then I never did it because it's so insane. That happened to me. And then I just like saw it through <laughs> two years ago. Yeah, I basically try to convince him that I'm dying once a year. Yeah. And he th- convinces me. Otherwise, I'm like, all right, I'll see you next year. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get that free physical. Yeah. Free physical. I think I'm dying. Tell me I'm not. Tell me why I'm not. Yeah, and he's fine. like, you're fine. You're like, you're young. Yeah. I'm Stock like, no, I'm not. Stock market dropped. I mean, the most over a thousand points, which is the most. It's that was just in a single day. In a it, single day, I think it was like up to basically three thousand points. I think it was like the third largest 
drop, like single day drop ever. Yeah. It's on, it's on its way back up today. We'll it's going to be volatile as fuck for a little bit here. So, and I mean, the average, I don't know, average, the estimated uh, time to like figure out coronavirus and like get some fucking shots out there could be like oh, a year. Yeah. It's, I mean, there's already, they've got, they like already 16 have 16 to 18 months or something. I forget what they said. Yeah. They're going into human trials for both the, um vaccine and for the antivirals mm. um i think the antivirals will do a lot if they're actually effective but everything's still so far away the one thing we don't know is if there's seasonality to it like the regular flu because it's not the flu it's closer to sars and mers which, or if you can get it more than once yeah which would uh, suck and to your point We've got a healthcare system in this country that's not going to be conducive. We've got a work culture in this country that's yeah. not conducive to people staying at home and not giving everybody in their office coronavirus. People don't, people don't even have sick days. And then we have a glaring fucking just reflection in the mirror of what happens when you just gut government fucking <laughs> government institutions of their you know duties and power, i.e. the CDC like emergency fucking response team or whatever yeah, the fuck it is. You know, like now, I don't know, man. This administration has kind of fucked us in this one. And then we appoint Mike Pence as fucking coronavirus czar or whatever. And he's fucking rubbing his face right before he shakes hands with the top health officials in the country. And, and well, he was like, also be, responsible for... Does he believe in germs? Do we know that? <laughs> he was also, well, yeah, responsible for, like, the, he, overseeing the HIV epidemic in uh Knocked in, that Indiana. one out of the park, huh? <laughs> Yeah, well, he was, like, doing all this, like, let's pray it away and, like, all this other crap. Um, and, yeah, I mean, Donald Trump himself was like, I think it'll just, like, disappear. It'll just magically go away. <laughs> Hearing him talk about it and then basically, I don't know, he quasi-called it a hoax. I mean, yeah, it's kind it's, of, it's the of, new, it's their new hoax. And it's just like, dude, this is like a potential pandemic. Maybe yeah. he'll get coronavirus. Maybe a lot of his base will get coronavirus and try to go to the hospital and realize that it costs like a thousand dollars to get it fixed and get angry about that. Yeah. I was trying to find Adam Schiff had a tweet out. Um, but it, he has a lots of tweets about this, Dude, like shifty, CDC funding. Shifty Adam Schiff. Pencil neck Schiff. <laughs> this is the the this is from the twenty sixth. I was trying to find another one, but I couldn't find it. But uh, the Trump administration has slashed CDC funding and left positions charged with managing pandemics vacant. The budget request for coronavirus funding shows they still don't understand the magnitude of the threat. Uh, I saw today though they did pass a budget for something like eight point something billion emergency funding for it. The big thing is we don't even have tests for it. So they're trying to get tests everywhere. So New York's trying to like develop their own tests because they're sick of waiting. Yeah. I mean, what you're going to see though is like, as we've seen in Washington where these people are dying is that lots of people have it. They just haven't been tested. So what we're going to see is we're going to see the numbers shoot through the roof and then people are going to freak out, but it's like, Hey, don't touch your fucking face. God, I can't help it, man. It's so hard. <laughs> Wash your hands. If you're listening to this. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just going to keep Sorry, I didn't going. mean to Chris Matthews there. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, it's just, it's we're just going to see the numbers spike, and it's good, things are going to look really bad, but it's really just people who already had coronavirus. But And it's similar to where you're, if I'm not mistaken, like asymptomatic or not showing it yeah. while, you, while you have it, and then you have it, and then like, oh, who have I like, 
whose face have I kissed in the last fucking well, that 36 was, hours here in Milan, uh, half the country? Yeah. All right, great. And you have to be in quarantine for at least, like, they're saying now, like, three weeks at the maximum. And there's there's people, like you said, <laughs> who are, like, quarantined who don't have any symptoms, but they test positive yeah. for coronavirus who are just, like, sitting somewhere. Do that. I remember seeing that, how they, like, held everybody on that cruise ship made it way worse oh my god than if they would have just let everybody off dude that's what like, you get for going on the diamond princess that's cruise. what you get for going on a cruise in general yeah. the environment's crying and you're on a cruise ship <laughs> fuck out <of> here <laughs> <laughs> but yeah uh wash your hands don't touch your face avoid crowded places i, I was I on two it? flights in the last week one person wearing a mask but every time I coughed, or every time somebody coughed, I looked at him funny. Yeah. A couple things to say about it. They're saying not, so there's a mass shortage because they're all fucking made well, in China and we can't import them. stocks. Um, but they're saying don't buy masks. But people are saying this, I think this needs clarification. People are saying, well, if you wear the mask, it doesn't protect you. It only protects you from spreading it if you have it. But I think that's still important. Yeah, good. It's <laughs> you know, still like, important, right? It's like, that's what know. I'm saying. Where like I'm not worried about it, but like, do what you can to not spread a fucking virus. But here's know? why like, people should be worried about it, though, because like at least twenty percent doesn't have a hole full of gold. <laughs> at least twenty percent are in the extreme cases. Five percent are in the um, what was it called? There's some other categorization, but in that five percent. Uh, people, you know, one out of 20 people have to be on breathing machines for 30 days and starting to have like organ failure problems. Um, so that's kind of the issue with it, but ultimately it will go away. One thing I thought that was interesting was like, I was reading about the Spanish flu, which same statistics, right? For a death percentage. Well, Spanish flu killed 50 million people. There was like a, but wasn't there a 2%? Actually, no. In the end, it was higher than that. Yeah, I think it was much higher. Um, but aren't they estimating that this is going to infect like half the global population? They don't really know. But yeah, I mean, fucking it, crazy. it basically will. It's but so the Spanish flu, even though it was deadly and they didn't have any antivirals or modern medicine to you know prevent the spread of it or understand germ theory like we do now, um, or like how viruses spread rather, but um, it was gone in a year. And while it did kill 50 million people and go across the entire globe, eventually everyone else who survived basically had enough antibodies to survive. So, I mean, that's kind of the thing is like whether it has seasonality or not, it's going to come and it's going to be, if it does have seasonality, it's summer somewhere, either above the equator or below it. Um, So it'll probably come back every year, but then eventually one, there'll probably be a vaccine Two people will build up antibodies. Um, the bigger thing is right now, I think is just that it's going to slow down the economy for quite a while. Yeah. Slow that down. Coming into an election. It's a fucking election year. Yeah. Trying to have an election in this economy. Mm. Unbelievable. But you know, wash your hands. Don't touch uh, your face. Don't touch your face. Avoid crowded places. You know, who hasn't reported any is Russia. I'm sure there's absolutely. Is that zero. right? I'm, I'm sure there's zero. I think there's a couple in Russia, actually. You're goddamn right there is. <laughs> Probably a shit ton. <laughs> it's rubbing right up next to China. They're just uh, pretending like they don't have it. Yeah, let's see. Uh, they, they're saying five confirmed cases in Russia. Ha uh, ha ha. It's probably higher, though. Yeah, 5,000 confirmed cases. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Always saving face. 
Yeah. I don't know, man. Um. Anyway, back to this election because we're just going to go back and forth. Any final predictions for Super Tuesday? I know we're running up against uh, our time limit here, though. I'd like to just walk through them one by one, if you don't mind. Sure. As of, far as states? Yeah, as far as who's going to go where and how many uh, votes or delegates they're likely to get. I'll probably agree a lot with, uh, you know, 538 polls. So if we start on California, I would give that one to Bernie Sanders. Yeah, I think Sanders is almost definitely... Well, I think currently these polls don't reflect the other people dropping out and Pete and Amy endorsing Biden, which I think will have a pretty big effect. Uh, But California, Sanders is going to win, which he lost last time. Um, They're saying he's going to get 34% of the vote. I think with Pete dropping out and Amy, that'll get Biden up above the 15% threshold because there was a point where it was going to look like Sanders was going to take all... I think it was like 400 delegates to himself or something like that, mm-hmm. uh, which would have been pretty bananas and hard to come back from. And it looks like um, they successfully stopped that. Texas, where Sanders was ahead, all of a sudden Biden jumped um, down from like 25%. Um, whoops, sorry. Down from polling at like 20% up towards like 30% now. Looks like Biden will win Texas. So he came back from that. I might. I might give that one to Bernie Sanders. It could be. It could go either way. I think there could be a lot of filthy casuals that come out. Yeah, will you explain the filthy casual? The filthy casual is, you know, who hasn't been paying attention to this for as long as we have or people that are active in politics, like, from the jump, you know? Yeah. We've been talking about these people for fucking ever, it seems like, and, like, mm-hmm. we're just getting started with the actual voting now. And a lot of people don't do that. The majority of people don't do that. I didn't used to do that. You know, yeah. all of a sudden there would just be a there would just be a nominee, and it's just like, all right, that person then. You know, like, uh, but they haven't watched a debate. They don't know people unless they've been in the national spotlight yeah. significantly to where like you would just know them as almost like a celebrity figure at this point. Um, and now they're getting asked to vote, and they'll probably vote on name recognition yep. or whoever's cutest. You know, whoever's cutest, or uh, <laughs> you know, not a lot of research going into it. So, i.e., filthy casual. Um, I think uh, Biden and Sanders both have huge name ID. So, yeah, especially after there. the last cycle. So, um, I don't know. I could see. Uh, I could see a lot of the Latino vote coming out in Texas for Sanders as well. And yeah. I, don't, I don't know how much they poll. He pulls well with Latinos, uh, but Biden pulls better with blacks. Yeah. Um, and he dominated, if you guys didn't pay attention, in South Carolina, which Crushed is a uh, high black population. But so, it'll, be cl- it'll be close, but I'm, I'm going to give Sanders like an eke out victory in Texas for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> That'd be big to win California and Texas. That'd be huge. Uh, North Carolina. I got to go Biden. Got to go Biden. Got to go Biden. very similar to South Carolina. And yeah, literally he fucking crushed it. Virginia's kind of an interesting one. It's a pretty good mix, but they're 538's calling it for Biden. I would also call that for Biden. Massachusetts. Bernie. Yeah, that's Sanders territory. Minnesota. Bernie. Bernie territory for sure. Colorado. Bernie. Bernie. Tennessee. Biden. Biden. I feel like Biden's Everywhere gonna in the go south. to the south. Yeah. yeah. Alabama, same thing. Oklahoma, same thing. Yeah. Arkansas, basically yeah. the south. Utah. 
Utah is predicted on 530 as being a Sanders with 37%. Um, yeah, I think so. Really? I'm not as confident in that. but I think Sanders does well in the Western Mountain States. With Warren as a second on 538. Yeah, but probably not viable. Yeah, she's still she's still doing it. Uh, Maine. <laughs> Maine. Uh, that's Bernie territory for sure. How about Vermont? <laughs> you better win that one. Yeah. All right. 63. And then the toss-up. forecasted with 63%. The real big toss-up, American Samoa. Wow. American Samoa, which I know nothing about. Mm. So I'll go with 538s, 32%. I'm going, bl- I'm going Bloomberg. You're going Bloomy? <laughs> you going Bloomy on this one? Because fuck it. Yeah, why not? Um, so, yeah, we probably won't know everything by the end of Tuesday. We probably won't get the final tally by Wednesday, but the Associated Press is the one who usually makes the official call. They run all of the uh, APIs around all of the uh, the data that comes back to all the websites like New York Times or Google or whatever. So um, we shall see tomorrow. But if I were to predict, I would say Sanders will be up and gain a more a larger plurality of delegates after Super Tuesday, if I had to guess. And then that will really shape the rest of the race. And then I will hope that uh, Bloomberg drops out. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see if uh, some... Other people decide to just fold them. Yeah. Or no one to hold them, no one to fold them, motherfucker. Yeah. But I think that does it for uh, this episode. Hopefully, we'll be back a little more sooner and get back on track. Like us, rate us, subscribe if you are enjoying. And again, please do not touch your face. We love you all very much. Wash your hands. Wash your hands.